Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Son of a bitch, it's been a long week. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to episode 35, Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rucker, along with my co-host, Marty Vasquez. How's it going, Marty? What's up, brother? How's it going? It's going pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Constantly getting notifications on the boot to the face page about a certain video we posted, so it's been a good oh, week. Oh, really? Is that one that is that one that people are posting without tagging after begging for it for three hours? We're not gonna fire shots. We're gonna be the bigger person. We're wow. not gonna call any names out. I ain't calling no names. I ain't calling out anyone. I'm just saying, if you make promises and you beg and you blow bitches up and you slide in my DMs. Better fall through on that shit. Just saying. So while Marty's going off, I would like for you to get whatever communication device you have closest to you. Go to Facebook and follow the Boot to the Face page. Then go to Instagram, Boot to the Face underscore. Follow that page. We put some good shit on there. Twitter, of course, is Boot to the Face, a bearded master, and Rucker 2020. And as always, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Boot to the Face. We will be discussing today on episode 35, Double or Nothing. Okada was uh, spotted throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game. Jericho and Omega invade Southern Honor Wrestling. Wild card rules because I'm a genius. (laughs) AEW television deal. Whether or not the internet is killing wrestling. Uh, Kofi Kingston being the real MVP. And whatever else we can think about. Something about the Super Juniors, too, am I right? Yes, sir. Super Juniors this weekend. So, Marty, I'll let you do a la carte rules, sir. Where would you like to start this week's episode? Let's go ahead, and I think that we can start off with WWE. And then we'll make our way to to AEW, New Japan. um, Because I think there's a lot to come out of that one. Not as much coming out of WWE. So let's go ahead and start with Wild Card Rules. So my boy and yours, Vince McMahon, decided this week he was going to come out with Wild Card Rules. And everybody shit on it. (laughs) Big time. Now, the execution was awful. Vince slurred his words. Uh... Didn't really know. It seemed like he didn't know what he was talking about. But at the end of the day, three to five wrestlers from each show can come to either Raw or SmackDown with permission and be a part of that show for that week. Now, Marty, everybody was complaining about it. Here's what I think. 
I think basically this is just a way of them to get all their top stars on USA and Fox come October. Because more than likely, Becky Lynch is going to stay on Raw. Um, she's the biggest star in your company right now, not named Kofi Kingston. So why would you not want her on Fox? Brock Lesnar, why would you not want him on Fox? Ronda Rousey, when she comes back. All those names are going to be on Fox one time or another to get ratings. So it, it makes sense without disrupting the brand, brand split. So, yes, it makes sense. Uh, what it also does is it puts their top stars in front of the screen because they know that in order to get ratings, you got to have the people that people want to see. As much of those people that people want to boo, they are, at the end of the day, the people that people the ones that people paid to see. Um, and that's why the ones that crossed over were the specific ones. That's why AJ, Roman, Kofi, uh, maybe not Lars Sullivan. Uh, nobody really, I don't, I'm not one at least who doesn't really want to see him. Uh, Hulk Hogan but, likes him. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going <laughs> to Oh, man. But yeah, that's, uh, it's their way to get them in front of the screen, get those ratings up. It also, however, I don't, I don't, what I don't like about it is the fact that it's going to put them in front of the screen, which people are going to say that's them being pushed and shoved down the throat. When really, it's just putting them on t- on TV. Does that doesn't mean they're getting a push? Doesn't mean anything like that. Um, but it's also going to take away from other talent who could be utilizing that that slot, especially on a SmackDown, which is a shorter out shorter show. Uh, you may need to see more people, but now you're going to see the same people both shows back to back. And I think in reality, it's a good idea. You, if I'm going to tune in, I want to be tuned in something I want to watch. I don't want to keep watching segments of crap that I don't want to see, that wasting my time. Um, yes, I get to DVR and fast forward it, but. At the same time, I'd really rather not do that. If I'm going to watch three hours of wrestling, give me three hours of solid wrestling content. Uh, also, to go with that, I saw a, a couple articles that are showing that it's possibly uh, USA and Fox putting the pressure on the WWE to get away from the brand split altogether. So if that's the case and they're pushing that to get away from it, well, then this is the opportunity to start to wean themselves away from the brand split and merge the, the roster to leading up to October. Uh, Let me tell you why that's a bad idea. They have over 160 active wrestlers on their roster right now. You get rid of the brand split, get ready for three hours followed by two hours of Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, and nobody else. So all these wrestlers they've accumulated over the past couple years won't have shit to do and people are going to get extremely tired of it extremely fast. Getting rid of the brand split is the worst mistake they could make. I think I think that's why there was a compromise with the wild card rules uh, announcement from this past week. You get rid of the brand split, man, it's just going to be like it used to be. It's going to be Monday Night Raw, and then SmackDown is going to be a recap show. And yeah, I don't so think that's to what Fox wants to pay for. Continue to go where my thought process was. Um, yes, this is the compromise where we're not going to get rid of our brand split because we want to give most of our wrestlers opportunities to be on TV. We want to have different championships for more people to, to go for those titles and vie for them. Uh, but we're not going to separate individually. We're going to have we're going to compromise so we can give you a little bit so those top stars can be on both networks. 
but we're not going to completely eliminate so that we can still run each as its own brand. Um, so I agree with you. This is absolutely a compromise. Uh, I think that we're probably getting some pushback from the two companies to try to, to get some more fluidity there. And this is what Vince came back and, well, by God, the man's a genius. And this is what he came up with. Yeah, he's fucking genius. I can't wait for the XFL to start. Him to get the fuck off my TV set. Uh, we're in a couple months away. I mean, you know the, guy, me the off? guy is a genius. I mean, the guy is so brilliant. I mean, he's inventing his own products, man. You know what I pisses mean, me off? Who else All is right. going to come out there and invent Uzi Hot? Hot damn. You know, <laughs> I kind of like that segment. So I ain't uh, going to go there. And and big ups to the revival. They sold the shit out of it. You know, <laughs> uh, this is, this, okay, this is a thought that I, I had driving around at work this week. I think I may have tweeted about it. What if all these wrestlers aren't really unhappy with WWE? What if they're just kind of working the internet? Does it look like the Revival are unhappy when they're on TV to you? Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. They got a paycheck. They're making it work. And they're saying what... The, it's not. I don't. I think it's the main. It's the the voice behind the organization that's coming out saying all this. I feel like somebody in the organization is the one that's leaking this info that the revival is upset. Sasha Banks is upset. Dean Ambrose is leaving. Uh, all this BS. I think the WWE's behind it all. No, the revival do not look upset. They do not look like they hate their job. Hell, if they hated their job so much, they. I don't think they'd be that desperate for a paycheck. They'd be doing what they're doing. They have to have some kind of love for their job to be rolling around ass down like a fucking dog trying to get some paychecks. Uh, the one, you know what? I didn't care for this segment too much, but what I did see out of it you was. You loved it. You loved it. It was a segment that kind of gave the revival a, a somewhat personality. of a personality. Yep. Because before that, it was like, all right, you guys are bland as fuck. Like, here yep. we go. You guys are the, 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 the club 2.0. You guys don't have the size of them. You don't have the skill of them. You don't have the mic set of them. And that's why nobody cares about you because you just go out there and bitch and complain and cry all day. So let's do something different. We got your rate. We got your paycheck. We got to put you in the ring. Now let's have some fun. Um, they're now, you know, they're entertainers, no longer just wrestlers. Here's my thing about Vince that bothers me. This podcast and every other podcast that you're going to listen to that's going to be shitting on the WWE this week is going to talk shit about how Vince McMahon sucks and they're ready for him to die and pass on the thing to Triple H and all that shit. And then when he comes to their town, what the fuck do they do? As soon as they hear, no chance, no chance in hell, they all start bowing down and worshiping the fucking ground that he works on. So as usual... Wrestling fans are hypocrites. That is a correct assumption. Uh, keeping with WWE and the MVP of the big brand this week. What? MVP's coming back? Ballin'. <laughs> the MVP of this week is none other than the man from Ghana himself, Kofi Kingston. Two fantastic matches. Defended the title on both nights. Dare I say, he's leaving Seth Rollins in the dust as the number one champion on the brand of WWE this week. Uh, and actually, since WrestleMania. And as I'm saying that, I'm trying to think. Seth has had a very underwhelming title reign since he beat Brock Lesnar. Am, am I 
wrong in that assumption? No, not wrong whatsoever. Um, what what storyline does does Rollins have? He's really got AJ, but that really hasn't been living up to anything really yet either. That's that's nowhere near what it should be at this he point. Gets, and this, he's gotten pinned by Baron Corbin. I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. Baron Corbin, your next Universal Champion. Bullshit. He's gonna be the first person to win the briefcase and lose it both times. Don't, no, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't wish that evil on that man just because you don't like him. So Kofi Kingston, what a week he had. Um, the match versus Brian was really good. The match last night, or sorry, last night. The match Tuesday night. It's the revival. <laughs> the match Tuesday night. Versus Sammy and AJ was fantastic. Uh, that last kickout he had, like he had me believing he was about to lose the title. Yeah. And it's it's little stuff like that that I pointed out before. When you're not looking at the referee, when the referee's counting, and you just go off a of feel, that takes me out of it because that's the first thing I look at when referee starts counting. If a guy's staring down at the referee, I'm like, oh, he's gonna kick out. But if you well, can actually go by feel and kick out, that it's way more believable. And I'm liking that he's doing that because the only other person you really see ever do that, uh, AJ once in a while, but the only person that really does it consistently is Seth Rollins. So I like the fact that that Kofi's doing it too. Um, I think that just because I noticed that he he was doing that during that eliminate when they're before leading up to Elimination Chamber when they're having gauntlet matches. I noticed it back then and he was doing that. And I just think that, that at that point that that's what's something you know it's underrated about him is that he has those different skill sets that most people don't do. People you watch most pins and people are looking at the at the the, the ref or you can see them talk tell, talking to each other and telling them when to kick out when. And given that might be happening in that setting too, but it, it looks like it's more believable and it makes the kick out that much more impactful. Yep. Kicked out of what? Three blue thunder bombs and all kind. Of, I mean, it, it was just Kofi's the man right now. He can't do any wrong. Like he is, he's got all the momentum in the world right now. Well, and you know, what was awesome. His promo on Monday, it wasn't, it wasn't like something out of the ordinary. It wasn't, you know, something magnificent, but Everyone's been complaining about him being too New Day-ish, so to speak, which for me personally, that doesn't bother me. He, that's what got him to where he's at. That's who he is. Don't change a character because the second you start changing someone's character to fit the the position, I feel that's when you start leaning towards a heel. Uh, most most heels that win high titles are the ones that change their persona. Faces don't. Faces stay who they are. And that's what works for Kofi. And him in that ring with everybody in that ring with Vince there, and he was giving that promo. It was the per- it was the best promo out of the everybody that was that was in that ring at that time. And it works. And that's why I'm glad. Yes, it, it wasn't as comic as before, but he still throws in the the stuff that got him there with the new day. You know the the hip thrust and baby and the WWE. World heavyweight champion. You know that's that's Kofi, man. And those who can't see, my my hips were gyrating while he was saying that. Just saying. And for those who can't see, I have to look at him in the camera while he's doing that too, which makes it even more uncomfortable. Especially Um, the fact that his nipples are hard. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) 
And that's where this show's head is. For y'all listening, we appreciate you guys sticking to it and listening through. Uh, no, you know, that's that's what made it so good to watch him in there and him going up against, you know, with, with uh, Roman and Drew and AJ and Vince and the fact that he was holding his own, if not excelling at it, is what really made that, that, that segment um, really kick off the show. Uh, before we talk about... The negativity around WWE. We you just brought up uh, heel. I can't remember what exactly part you were talking about, but you said something about turning heel. And I have a prediction. I don't have any music to go with it, but I'm predicting on the first show on Fox, Roman Reigns is turning heel. Don't know why. Don't have any evidence behind it. This is just one of them things that I. Sit around and think about, and I put out there in the universe. Sometimes they come to fruition, sometimes they don't. Like Baron Corbin becoming champion before Drew McIntyre, still a possibility. Um, I don't know why. I just I was thinking about that earlier, and I'm thinking WWE's ratings are in the shitter right now. What do they need to do? They need their biggest star to come up with something huge, get the world talking, something that nobody would ever expect to happen. And I think on Fox that first night, I feel bad for him, but Kofi Kingston is going to get his ass beat. <laughs> he ain't going to lose the title, but he's going to get his ass whooped. Well, that's saying that Kofi's going to have a title come Fox. He will. I don't know if he will or not. He will. I think that somebody's going to make their return and take that title opening night. Lesnar? I'm not going to say because I don't want those words coming out of my mouth right now. But you know oh, where I'm headed. Fuck. Lesnar. Who are you talking about? John Cena? I wish. I would love to see John Cena come back and win that title. As yeah. the as the doctor of Thugonomics, you know how freaking awesome that shit would be? People would go nuts. And then throw the belt down and bring up the fucking spinner belt. That's the what I'm spinner saying. spinner belt was awful. Shut your mouth. That was the worst fucking me. title in the history of the world. I'd rather no, have it's the not. championship than Bullshit. the spinner belt. Bullshit. That the hemp belt, belt was worse. Awful. That hemp belt was worse. Nope. I take the hemp belt over the spinner belt. The US spinner belt was dope, but the WWE Championship spinner belt was fucking trash. <laughs> trash. Um, let's talk for a second about the internet, people on the internet, since WWE's got so much negativity. Uh, you know, like we talked about last week, I try to live tweet during the shows, and this week I just couldn't even do it. Is is the internet fan like making the wrestling experience awful now? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing to it. I mean, it's simple as it is. They absolutely are. If there's very few people, there's a lot of you know people that we connect with and, and network and talk to that have a lot of the same views and opinions. And if don't, they, they share them and talk to us about different things going on. But they enjoy wrestling. They are true wrestling fans. But there's so much bullshit out there right now with wrestling fans on the internet that all they do is bitch and complain about what's on. And it, it, to me, it's like if you don't like what's on, then why are you watching the product? Go watch something else and be happy about that. If you're not going to be happy about something, don't watch it. Why waste your time? Why waste our time? Why block, fill up my, my, my feed with bullshit-ass comments like that? Uh, it's just it's ridiculous because it takes away the enjoyment of the experience. Yep. We started going to Twitter, you know, a while back. I've had Twitter for a while, a long time, like 10, 14 years, whatever it was. But I really didn't start using Twitter until like a year and a half, two years ago. 
um, more consistently at least. And primarily it has to do with wrestling. And that's what I use it for the most part. And I go to it because I want to see what other people talk about wrestling, what other stuff is going out there. You know, am I missing something from a different organization? What news is going around? What's everybody enjoying? And now it's like, dude, I don't even want, I haven't been on Twitter very much the last couple of days to the last week. Um, I mean, most, unfortunately, most stuff that's been posted on our pages has been mostly from you. Um, just because, one, I've been busy. With, I've had a lot of shit going on, taking things care of. Uh, but, two, it's it's getting so damn negative. It makes you not want to be involved in it because it's like taking – I enjoy it. If I don't like something, I may vocalize about it, but then I move on. And I will post more positive feedback and, and observations from what I'm watching across the board than I do negative. And not very much negative, especially when it's negative. It's usually like fuck Brock Lesnar. Um, that's basically what it comes <laughs> about. To. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like if I, I, I know that people are calling snooze fast on shows, and I guess I really look at the whole picture and I watch it on delay because, well, not as a delay. I watch it live when we get it here on the West Coast because we don't get it live like everyone else does. So. I have to stay off the internet because I don't want to see what's going on because I want to watch it and I want to be surprised at what happens by myself. Even if it's not surprised, I want to watch it for myself. And then I get on afterwards and people talk about snooze fest and, you know, it's whatever. If you don't like it, then whatever. Move on. Quit bitching about it being a snooze fest if you don't like it. Guess what? I don't watch the whole show because I fast forward through segments I don't want to watch. If you're boring me, I'm going to move it on and go to the next segment because that next segment is probably going to pick it up. It's three hours. It's not going to be nonstop from start to finish. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're meant to have ups and lows or, you know, to, to balance the show out. If the entire show was high, well, guess what? They do 52 shows a year. They do – or each brand does 52 shows a year. They have 12 or more pay-per-views a year. They have a lot of content that WWE needs to put out. Don't like it? Don't watch it. Why don't you want to watch it? Fast forward through some segments then. But don't ruin it for everybody else because you just can't fucking get over it. Because you want to be a grumpy son of a bitch and just bitch and complain about something. You know what? The kid, it wasn't playing in the yard. He just went to pick up his ball off the grass. Quit bitching. I think it's a snowball effect. Like, kind of like Roman Reigns when everybody decided it was cool to boo Roman Reigns. Well, now... The WWE has taken the place of Roman Reigns. So now it's cool to shit on the WWE. And here's my my thing, which I don't agree with. Last year, everybody was saying, oh, Seth deserves a push. Uh, Kofi deserves a push. AJ deserves a push. Becky deserves a push. We're tired of the same old shit with Charlotte and Roman, blah, blah, blah. Well, look who won at WrestleMania. Look at who won all the big matches at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar. Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Kofi beat Daniel Bryan, who was featured in a high-profile match as well. All of the internet fan favorites won, and yet here we are, still talking shit, still the lowest ratings of all time in Monday Night Raw's history. People still aren't happy. So what it's proven to me is everything you asked for, they gave you at WrestleMania, and yet you still find a reason to bitch about it. Basically, people are hate-watching. Where they're just watching just to hate on it. And it's it's fucking tiring, man. If we didn't... I got to the point this week where I was ready to delete mine. And if it wasn't for the few people that we deal with, like you said, like I probably would have. It, it was that frustrating this week, man. Just to, the amount of constant negativity is just... Well, so not home. even like not even on Twitter, man. Like, 
So here's the thing. We have our boot to the face pages. We have our personal pages. And then we also admin another wrestling page that we do. And that's the one that really caught my attention this week, too, was people that I've known for a long time and interacted with for a long time. And I don't even want to watch it this week because I'm so because the last week was so boring. Cool. You're the same. You know what? You know, those people are the same people to me that are. I'm part of the one percent. Never watched Game of Thrones. I'm part of the one percent. Never watched Walking Dead. I've never watched this. Well, guess what? Nobody fucking cares. You know what? You've gone out of your way. Nobody fucking cares. Go ahead. Next up on the agenda is AEW Double or Nothing, which is getting oddly enough without a TV show. Without anything else, they have more interest towards this pay-per-view than anything WWE is doing right now as far as money in the bank goes. Um, And they do it by stuff like showing up in Canton, Georgia at an indie event with a thousand people, which is a lot of fucking people for an indie event, by the way. Um, Which I was there. I was told something big was going to happen this night. Uh, Cody Rhodes was advertised. He came out made the announcement that Sunny Days and uh, I can never remember the guy's name and it doesn't have any legs are going to be at Double or Nothing. And then he left. And I text my buddy Hoop. I said, yeah, Cody just showed up, but I don't think that was that big a deal. And Hoop was like, oh, you should probably stay. <laughs> Which obviously I wasn't leaving. And so uh, after the after the main event, Sunny Days comes out. And he saves the faces. The lights go out. And Judas starts playing on the PA. And I looked at my buddy Joey. I said, that's fucking Jericho's music. And I got a picture of Jericho running right by me. Because we were sitting next to the stage in the area. With his little hat on. Looking like the Phantom of the Opera. I got a video. Posted the video. Which I thought was a great video. um, Just because I was so close to it. There's another guy. And God bless him. Apparently, he posted his just before I did. He's got like 150-something thousand views on it the last time I looked. And he was in the very back, and mine was like right there. But this video blew up. We got like almost 50,000 views on that one. I think like 30,000 on the one with Kenny showing up. The roof blew off the place. Like it It was something special to be at a wrestling event. In a family dollar shopping center <laughs> in the middle of Canton, Georgia, and fucking Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega show up too. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Um, obviously, it wasn't on my radar to watch it or anything like that. Uh, but then once you saw the videos you sent me and everything, I'm like, holy shit, that is badass. Jericho, Omega, this this little show, that is amazing. And then just, yeah, we talk about the video. Just seeing that shit just like skyrocket as many views and it was just I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty, pretty awesome watching that kind of just continue to grow. Um good job, man. Way to get that video. Thank you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> it's funny because little certain stuff kind of gave it away. Like if you've been watching wrestling for a while, you know when shit's about to go down. Like when if you watch the Omega video that I post, I'm filming the entrance ramp. And his music comes on, and then it keeps playing, and that little thing in your head goes off like, wait a minute, if music's playing for 10 seconds, 
that means somebody's probably behind me and about to whoop my ass. So I immediately turned around and started filming the ring. So when the lights came back on, I had already had the shit focused on just little shit like that. You could tell what's going on. And it was just, it was fucking crazy to be in there, man. Like, I was smiling from ear to ear. After, and shout out to the guys from Tapped Out Pod, Myron and Nick. They took care of me that night. They introduced me to a bunch of the wrestlers and uh, a couple of people in charge of the promotion. Kind of getting our name out there a little bit. Hopefully we'll be able to. I got tickets already for June 7th. Obviously Jericho and Omega won't be there. But then again, you never know. That is true. That's um, no, that's 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 pretty awesome. Hopefully that that brings some more for us, um, some more to do, more content to provide. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. That that's, sounds like it's a pretty awesome event. Hopefully the next event, if if it doesn't have the big of a pop that happens in this time, at least hopefully it's a damn good show. I tell you what, that puts the pressure on you for when you go to watch women in wrestling next week or two weeks, yep, whenever next it week. is. Next Wednesday. You ain't got to post uh, any spoilers, but you better get some good damn pictures and video to put on the website. Damn, I forgot all about that crap. Can't even post this shit. <laughs> damn. You can't post the spoilers, but you can post like. Dude, oh, do you know how like freaking painful that was to from go from October till January, knowing what was gonna happen at at the with the tapings, and especially with like. Obviously, how butthurt I was with the outcome of certain things, uh, with Santana losing her match, and I had to sit on that for three months, four months. By the time it aired, I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous. This sucks. Um, the going back to Jericho and all of them showing up, uh, tapped out pod. Like I said, they they took care of me that night. They they were really inviting and looking out for me. Like I said, introducing me to a couple wrestlers and and things of that nature. Uh, they did an interview with the promoter, Gary Lamb. Uh, if you want to check out and hear the behind the scenes on how that all worked out, I would go listen to that. It's a really, really good interview. Um, like I said, I got no problem promoting their shit because they were, they were nothing but nice. To, like They pretty much ran the, the – they had their own little banner out there. They filmed it. They threw like a, pre, a pregame uh, cookout out in the parking lot like that's pretty much their territory and they were nothing but inviting to me when i got there so shout out to uh nick and myron on on being so damn polite and welcoming when i got there um aew television deal today a little news broke on that they will be on turner it's not official yet but it's unofficially official and Here's my other prediction that I've been making, Marty. I don't know if you saw this or not. There's been no... uh, Our boy Robert Custis, who listens to the show, tweeted Fight TV and asked them about when they're going to release the prices and the date for Double or Nothing. They said they know nothing about it. So here's what I'm thinking. You think AEW would go Clash of the Champions and release Double or Nothing for free in the States? on whatever TV station that they're going to be on just to get more eyes on their product on their biggest debut show. I mean, I would say that'd be a damn good decision. The fact that it's sold out um, and then you release it to get more views on more eyes on there. Uh, The same time business wise starting to get this thing going. That's a big loss. If you, if you have, if you know, that many people are going to tune into it to watch it. However, 
knowing what this could eventually bring into the company, I think it's one of those expenses you bite the bullet on yep. and take to get your name out there. Starting um, out. Starting out, you got to take a loss in order to start I mean, making the game. I did it did a year ago, you know. I mean, I opened up stores and we're taking hits on on deals and just like you got to get the name out there, man. You got to you got to build up your clientele and you got to got to do what you can to bring the business in. And then once the business is there, you'll make your money back. Um, that's why everything's got got a, co- a startup cost. Takes money to make or, you know to spend money to, to make money, and that's essentially what I think they should do. Uh, especially don't announce it now because you know you're gonna have people going out there for the show. Uh, but then announce it right before, and then you'll get those views on the pay-per-view. Absolutely. My other thing uh, that I'm not feeling about it is the the constant dragging out of the announcements. Like, that's really rubbing me the wrong way. The fucking pay-per-view is in two and a half weeks, and I don't know how I'm watching it yet. Yeah. That, that That's really fucking annoying. Um, now, do you think that that partly might be because they're waiting for this deal with Turner to go through? So that's because Turner is going to be the one that distribute, distributes this pro this pro- product. Well, I mean that that was why I made the prediction I made, but people are already saying, well, I've seen screenshots of it being on pay per view for Comcast and this and that. Well, if that's the case, then why are we not talking about it yet? Yeah, I've seen people ask Nick and Matt Jackson. They say, oh, announcement coming soon. The fucking pay-per-view is in 20 days. Less than 20 days. Or the it's, event. It's two It's two weeks from, from Saturday. Yeah, the event is less than is well, two the, weeks from Saturday. The TV announcement deal is this week. Um, so there's only a, one day left this week. Well, no, I mean like this coming week. It's looks like it's Wednesday. There's a... a a media conference from Madison Square Garden that they're announcing all of this stuff. Um, TV deal, probably going to announce tape or pay-per-view and the, the how they're going to distribute and watch that. I would imagine they're going to do it all then because they're going to have some of the wrestlers there. They're going to have, obviously, all the different executive producers that they have. I don't know, you know, whatever their positions are, all the vice presidents or whatever of AEW, um, con, and then they're all doing from Madison Square Garden. So, there's going to be a big production around this, and I feel that that's, they'll probably announce what they're doing as far as airing the um, Double or Nothing. Now, is it concerning to you that the Jacksonville show is only 6,000 seats, and to this date, there's still more than half the seats available because StarCast isn't attached to it? There's hadn't been really any promotion to it, um, and that show is two months away. No, it does. I don't think that's what's going to sell out in the first place. Like I said a couple weeks ago, Jacksonville isn't a destination spot for a pay-per-view. Um, they're doing it because it because it's their hometown and it's there. To, they're going to put off another show. Um, I think that's what the main reason there for it is. Um, but okay, once, once do you, you get want TV your deal, do you want your second show in the history of your company with six thousand seats only being half full? No. Why would you, you pick don't. such a shitty? City to have it in. I do not know that answer. Uh, personally, I think it's just because it's the hometown, and that's the only reason why. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm not a billionaire, so I don't know. If you look, if, if you look at the next two shows after that, there's two shows in Florida. And neither one of them are being sold out. Nobody wants to go to Jacksonville. Nobody wants to go to Daytona Beach at that point in the time. 
Well, then in late August, early September, they're going back to Chicago for All In 2. And that show will sell out immediately. Really? And, then they're gonna, and then they'll start a TV, or TV programming right after that. Well, here's my thing. They already had uh, Las Vegas shows sell out. What's the guarantee that Chicago's going to sell out again? Now that they're running these shows more and more often, are people going to think that they're must-have tickets now, that more shows are happening Absolutely. For the same reason that every pay-per-view for us, WWE sells it out when people are bitching and complaining about their product. But they don't sell out. Not every one of them. Now, WrestleMania sells out. Royal Rumble sells out. Um, Money in the Bank sells out. But what about fucking Great Balls of Fire? They don't sell out. What about Backlash? They got rid of that shit. Yeah, but they're still putting down 20,000 people at those shows. Yeah, but I mean, you, this apples and oranges also, WWE and AEW. Um, WWE runs, like you said earlier, two shows 52 times a year. AEW's hadn't even had a fucking show yet. Their biggest stars just showed up at a show in Canton, Georgia with a thousand people. So it's apples and oranges, whether people want to admit that or not. Um, go ahead. No, I, I agree with I, – I mean, I'm not comparing that they're on the same level, not one bit. But what I'm saying is that people will still go and see this show, especially when they're in – If you, com- you can't compare Chicago and Vegas and Mass and, and New York when they eventually do one in New York to Jacksonville or Daytona Beach. You just can't. Um, I mean, you put, you put a WWE event in, in Chicago or L.A., it's going to sell out. You put a show in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, it's not going to sell out. It just, it's not. There's just some venues that you do just so the fans are there. And because the cons and everything's set up in Jacksonville and they're in Florida, they're a Florida based company now, it's giving back to the who knows. We don't know what kind of deals they have with the state of Florida. That they, maybe they're getting some kickbacks for how hosting an event there too. And that's going to help them with their business as well. We never know what they're doing. Um, but, you know, they, their football team is in Jacksonville. It just lights it up and sets it up for them to have event there in that town. Speaking of Whether not knowing, or not. Speaking of not knowing what people are doing, can we talk about Chris Jericho for a second? Chris Jericho wrestling Kenny Omega in, what'd you say, two weeks and two days from now? And then less than a month later, he's going for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship versus Okada. This guy is main eventing two sold-out shows, non-WWE, on two sides of the world in less than a month. Like, and I'm not the biggest Jericho fan. I never was. But eventually, you got to give it up to the man. At 48 years old, like, he's <laughs> he's still doing this. Like, come the fuck on. Good for you, Jericho. And not only is he doing all this, he's doing it at a high level. High. That's the difference. Like, I I think, honestly, I think he's performing at a higher level than he was 15 years ago. Um, when he was the, when he, when he unified and became the undisputed title by beating uh, Austin and The Rock at uh, Armageddon. Really? I've know, never heard him talk about that before. Oh, no, never? Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that happened back in 2001. Or not 2001, 2002. 2002. Um, he was great. That as far as like WWE goes, when he first came in, that was like his peak of his time, you know. And then he left after not too much. Like, oh, he was around back and forth for a little while. Uh, 
but then he was gone for a while. And then he came back and had a great run with the WWE. And we, you know, at that point, we're like, oh, well, maybe Jericho's kind of started toning it down and going to start doing more music and kind of started working his way out of the organization. Then he shows up and does Wrestle Kingdom. Has a great match there uh, with, with Kenny. And then he comes back and has more matches. And the dude just keeps getting better and better. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Every match of his that he's had since he's left the WWE, hell, since his feud with Kevin Owens, just keeps getting better and better and better. And that alone is going to help just bring AEW to a completely different level. I'm not saying it's going to bring it to the highest peak and level of the world. But it's going to definitely bring him to a whole new level because of what Jericho brings and the amount of weight he holds. They posted a, a video of Jericho going at Cody, which was something that we talked about last week. That if Cody wants to kill the Attitude Era, there's a guy in his organization not named Goldust that he could go after. And I think that's what's coming up next is Jericho versus Cody, possibly in Jacksonville. Um, all I know is, like I said, I was never the biggest Jericho fan, but dude is killing the game right now. Uh, it's incredible to watch the fact that, like I said, within a month, he's wrestling arguably two of the best wrestlers in the world right now outside of the WWE in front of 15 to 20,000 people. Forget that. I, I have no problem with saying that. Kenny and Okada are two of the best wrestlers in the world, including WWE. I would even say that to put Okada up against any of the WWE's top performers, and I feel that you have Okada still sits number one. Um, who's the best? Who do you, who personally would be the, the best wrestler and performer in the WWE that WWE has right now? Honestly, here. Not not saying because of what they got going right now storyline wise. I'm saying honestly. If I had to pick somebody to just have a great match versus anybody, no matter you said non storyline wise, like who's got momentum right now? Just I got to pick one guy from WWE to put up against Okada. Yeah, just who would you say is the best wrestler on the w, on WWE's roster? It's simple. It's Randy Orton. That's my guy. It's easy. Okay. Well, I don't think Randy Orton is, but okay, oh, understandable. I mean, at that at the end of the day, I would put AJ or or Seth Rollins up higher than Randy Orton. I don't think Seth Rollins is in the top five. I think Seth Rollins is very overrated, and that's that's okay. I don't. I and I I'm a Randy Orton guy. I love Randy Orton, uh, but for me, AJ Styles is probably got to absolutely be the best performer on on that roster. AJ and, Styles, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Um, I'm leaving somebody out. That's four right there, just off the top of my head, that I think are better than Seth Rollins. That's fine, and that's perfectly fine. Um, Brock Lesnar. Oh God, better than Seth fucking, Rollins. Now you're just fucking being. Now you're just trying to piss me off. No, uh, now let's let's be so, Brock. If we're going okay. to be honest. No, no. We're okay. going to be honest with ourselves and call it like we see it. And as Bobby the Brain Heenan used to say, we're broadcast journalists. If we're going to be honest, you cannot tell me that Brock Lesnar, when motivated and with the when he wants to, can have the best match of the night. You can't tell me that. He, 
He had a great match with Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan. Two guys, if you added them together and multiplied them by two, they still wouldn't be half his fucking size. And he had great matches with him. He can if he wants to. And that's that's what holds him back. The that's fact all that he you doesn't always me. want to. You no, just no, asked me who was great. I, that's fine. If you put any of those guys up there against Okada, I'm still taking Okada. I'd love to see Okada and Lesnar. Then go to freaking watch some old YouTube videos. They've wrestled each other before? I'm pretty sure they have. Hmm. I'd love to see Okada and Randy Orton. I'd love to see Okada. Ah. I'd love to see him go for that Rainmaker and Orton counter it and RKO the shit out of him and piss off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, Vince. You know you got enough money. Go buy Okada, even though he's got a lifetime subscription to fucking IWGP. So who I, would George I, I, be? I would say AJ Styles. Coming AJ out of WWE, Okada? I would say AJ and Okada. And one, you know they're going to put on a great match, but I think AJ, it's just like Jericho, I think AJ's gotten, continually gets better. Like, even though he's an older guy, he keeps getting better and better. Um, of course, he's not the same AJ he was when he was in his 20s, or even early 30s, but he's, I think AJ is fantastic. And the two of them have had some great matches, but the fact that AJ, I think, has gotten better, Okada has gotten a lot better. Um, I would still put Okada over as the top. I would. I have no problem saying Okada is the best wrestler in the world. You know what this means, right? What's that? We're gonna have to go live again, and we're gonna have to have your top five best wrestlers in the world, and have people call in. Done. Book that shit. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. We're gonna have nope, people call not two in. Weeks. Two weeks from today. Hold on. Two weeks from today would be the week of Memorial Day. That might be a long Wednesday for me. Two weeks from yesterday. Oh, yeah. Two weeks from yesterday. All right. How about three weeks from yesterday? We can do three weeks from yesterday because that's the day before I go on vacation. So I know I'm working early that day. So we're going to go live and we're going to have you, the listeners of Boot to the Face, call in with your top five wrestlers in the world right now. Encompassing everything in ring, storylines, promos, look, emotion, everything that you think a pro wrestler should be, male and female, in the world, not just WWE, New Japan, AEW, Southern Honor Wrestling, any mom and pop wrestling thing that you got. Bring it on and we will talk about it here on Boot to the Face. Because that's what the fuck we do, Marty. Damn. Fucking right. We're interactive podcast. We don't just sit here and spew shit out and don't interact with people. We want you to call in when we go live. We want you to talk to us. We want you to give us feedback, even if it is negative because you're on the Internet and you're probably some punk ass CM Punk fan that just wants to bitch about everything. Uh, If CM CM Punk comes back, where do you want him to go? AEW? I want him to go to ROH or Impact I, myself. That, I want him to go to ROH. I and don't want him you, AEW. Um, I w- don't want him in WWE. Fuck that. Um, I don't think a. I don't think Impact would do anything for him. Um, I think he'd have some good matches with with Nitro. Um, but I just don't. I don't think for what Punk says he is and what he does. I don't think Impact. Personally, I think Impact would be like him selling out. Uh, if you're gonna come back, then earn the people back. Don't just impact in. or AEW would be selling out. 
Impact would be because you're going. I don't know. And for me, Impact, even though AEW is going to be higher than Impact eventually, Impact is still kind of a main brand. You know, it's kind of it's kind of it's not as big as WWE, but it's a mainstay in wrestling. Uh, Ring of Honor, going back to your roots, you're going to build up those, get your fans back. Dallas Cowboys reporter. Um. <laughs> here's here's my thing. I think if he comes back, I don't want him anywhere near WWE or AEW or New Japan for that matter. Um, you know me. I'm not a punk guy. I don't don't like him at all. But I could recognize that he's a needle mover in the world of pro wrestling. And him going to ROH or Impact would be huge for either one of those brands and would make a third brand once AEW is done selling T-shirts and actually starts wrestling, would make a third huge brand in the United States if he went to ROH and thought I've yeah, thrown out there. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. Um, Punk being an ROH does more for that brand and for what they have down there than anything else. It'll do good for him. To give back to his fans and for those who are smart fans um, who have listened to him bitch and complain and talk shit about the wrestling industry, you know, he needs to earn those runs back. Given they'll have all the marks out there who, just because it's CM Punk, are going to flock to his dick the entire time, um, the rest of us don't want to see him. And so if he's going to come back, he better earn his stripes back because all he's been doing is shit on, on, the, on the industry. And for me to have him come back and just jump right into it is, I don't know, kind of bullshit to me. But ROH, I think they could benefit from having a big name there since they lost a lot of their big names. And I'm not going to lie. As much as I can't care for the guy, I wouldn't mind seeing a CM Punk go up against a Marty Skrull. That would be, I think that would be a pretty interesting match. And I wouldn't even mind seeing him go up against Matt Taven or him up against Lethal. Um, I think there's some good matchups that can happen in Ring of Honor that would be more entertained and, and, and apt to watch rather than him going to Impact because – him being on Impact, here's the thing. I'm tuning into Ring of Honor no matter what. Going to Impact, I'm still probably not going to tune into Impact either way. The test is on Impact. I know, but that's why I say I, t- I tune in occasionally to watch her or I watch her matches on YouTube or, you know, on whatever pops up. But I typically just don't because I watch, I consume so much wrestling. and uh, just, That's true. You know, to, to have to try to find another hour of the week to try to pull in Impact and who knows what channel they're popping up this week and what they're doing. It's Sometimes it's more work and effort to, to watch an hour-long show than it needs to be. So speaking of all the wrestling you consume, what's going on in New Japan? Uh, well, they had wrestling Don Kong, Don Taku 2019 this last week. Did you week. say Don Kong? No, I said Don Taku. No, I'm pretty sure you said Don Kong. No, I'm pretty sure I did it. You got cock on the brain, Mark? Never. Uh, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> wow. I wish y'all could see the look on his face. He looks so frustrated with me right now. <laughs> He's calling me all kind of motherfuckers in his head. <laughs> Yep. Um, you ready? You done? You good? Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, there's, there's a two-night event this last week. Had some good match 
is on there. Uh, obviously, we talked to you know Chaos and the Bullet Club having their match, and um, Suzuki Gun uh, was on there, and then you had Ally J uh, beat Chaos, so Evil Sonata beating Okada and Ishii. Um, Jeff Cobb lost his title. He lost a never open weight championship to Tai Chi, yeah, so he's one title less. Um, Dragon Lee beat Ishimori, so he, he holds the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, and then night two, uh, Okada beat Sonata. It was, was, a, it was, it was a, a pretty good match, and that one was about 40 minutes long, so definitely a match to take into to look into. A bad night for Ally J. I mean, well, I mean, not technically, because they did win a six-man tag team match, but Evil Sonata just... Evil got beat by Ishii, and I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do with those two guys. They keep seeming like they're separating them more and more often the last three to four months, and I really don't want to see that. They're, they're, they're awesome together. They need, to, they need to keep them as a tag team. Uh, but this weekend, on the 13th, so technically it's Saturday night for us because I believe it's Sunday for them. Um, we have the beginning opening night of the Super Juniors. Um, and that tournament's going to start then, and I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Right now, uh, the both blocks are – so we have block A, you got Dragon Lee, Jonathan Gresham, which surprised me, him going over there. Marty Scroll, which already, we already knew who's going to be jumping in there. Um, Sho, Ishimori, Mishinoku, Tiger Mask. The dude's still going. Um, he's like 157 he, years I mean, old. The dude announced his retirement. And he's in 2004. Still be, he's <laughs> going to be doing everything he's kind of be doing. Um, Bandito is going to be in there. Bushi, uh, Desperado, Fantasmo, Flip Gordon's making his way over there. Rocky Ramiro, Taguchi, Osprey, Yo. Uh, those are just the ones that are confirmed. Uh, so it's going to be interesting that there's going to be a lot of good matchups. I'm waiting. They haven't announced or shown the lineup of who's wrestling who opening night. And the first round, um, but I mean, just with the way they have everyone lined up and bought in the blocks, there's going to be a lot of great matches, and this is definitely something to look into. Um, for everyone who enjoyed watching uh, the Tag Team Cup or even Climax last year, this is going to be at the same level. This is going to be nonstop action because they're juniors. Um, you're probably going to see a little bit more. Um, aerial pursuit and flips and and jumps and off rope, um, but you're also going to get a lot of good wrestling in there. I mean, just just the the names that are on there, you know, you're going to get some amazing wrestling. So it starts this weekend, um, goes on for the next couple of weeks. There'll be something to tune into and keep updated on as well. Um, but other than that, that's um, I don't really see. Any, oh, you know what? Ring of Honor's got their uh, their stuff coming up. I believe. Man, I'm off my game right now because I wasn't even thinking about Ring of Honor right now. Um, yeah, uh, of Destiny are going to be fighting pretty soon um, for their tag team championships. And Aren't they the Ring of Honor tag team champions? They are the Ring of Honor tag team champions. I feel like we should know that because we fucking watched that happen at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking about it because it's fucking unreal to me. Still. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Uh... <laughs> So we got War of the Worlds coming up. Uh, the road to War of the Worlds is everything going on. But the Krillas Destiny are going to be defending their titles. And Baltimore, I believe, this actually might even be as soon as this weekend. Uh, I'm so off on that one. 
but yeah, I just I guess I'm just tuning into kind of what's going on with EW in New Japan, um, and then been consumed with WWE this last week, trying to see what's going to happen there and with Money in the Bank coming up. But as far as everything going outside WWE, that's what I got. So oh oh, and ahead. just to mention again, Wow Women Are Wrestling comes back next week with their tapings for the next coming season and i'm hoping well like you already mentioned her tessa blanchard will be there because she is the reigning well women champion so interesting to see what they do with that i do hope that somebody makes her return to get her belt back and i hope it's tonight that i'm there yeah i hope kira hogan comes back too uh, you know what fire i can watch fire all day just saying um I was thinking just now when I brought up MSG, in the past year, I've gone to All In. I was in the building when Roman Reigns came back and announced that he was cancer-free. I went to MSG for Ring of Honor New Japan, and I was at an indie show to Chris Jericho and fucking Omega. This has been like the best pro wrestling year of my life in the past, like... Ten months, man. Right? It's it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I think it's gonna go all in, obviously, but um I bit some some big shows. Uh within twelve months, I've almost hit the big four for WWE. And uh, you did go to Royal Rumble too, didn't you? I went to Survivor Series, that, Rumble, and I went to uh WrestleMania. Uh now I'm at the point where I'm contemplating going out to Toronto for SummerSlam, just so I can say I did the four, big, the big four in one calendar year. That would be freaking fantastic. Holy shit, you uh, gotta do that. Right? Because I don't know the next time that shit's gonna happen. Uh, Madison Square Garden for Ring of Honor Salad Show, history-making night. Uh, I was at WrestleMania for the first ever women's championship. For Kurt Angle to be retired. Um, Who retired? Ah, uh, fucking asshole. Uh, Baron Corbin <laughs> did. <laughs> Baron Corbin's become my favorite wrestler. That's why you're a dick. Um, it's not very polite. I'm sorry. I really don't care. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I see. I saw Cody, you know, win a secondary title to hold two titles in one uh, at one time. Oh, that's right. Um, you were at that show for uh, New Japan. New Japan, you know. Uh, yeah, man, it's been an awesome year. I love it. Like, it's been fantastic for wrestling. As far as the wrestling fan goes. I've been to some big shows before. I was at the the Money in the Bank when all three Shield members were the champion at one time in that same night. Oh wow! Um, you know, it's I've been in Elimination Chamber with the first women's in an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's been but this year. This last twelve months of wrestling has been fantastic. It's odd that I'm almost thirty seven years old and I finally have enough money to be able to do this stuff but of course you're supposed to be growing out of it by now but i don't give a fuck like this has been the well, most fun i've had watching pro wrestling in a long time luckily for me uh you know i'm only 32 years old damn i was about to add another year on there son of a bitch i'm only 32 years old but i got no kids no wife it makes it easy to do some fun stuff in my life right now so i'm enjoying it while i can i hear that um, so before we wrap up, I got some Avengers questions I need to talk to you about, sir. I got some bad news for you. That was a horrible way buried impersonation. I know. My, I know. My accent isn't working right now. 
I was like, what the fuck is that? The thing is saying shit to me. Like, it took me a minute. Um, so, Avengers Endgame, spoilers. It, spoiler alert. We're, we're three weeks later. So, if you haven't gone to watch it yet, well, we're about to talk you. about it. Um, first off, how are they going to kill Scarlett Johansson? Why you well, you're going to try to bring me to tears right now in front of you? Like, come <laughs> okay. on, man. Here's my, my legit question about her. If uh, Hulk went back and replaced all the Infinity Stones, when Hulk he took... The, or Bruce Banner, whoever. Cap, Cap did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Captain America did. All right, which leads me to another question later. If he went back and, and replaced all the Infinity Stones back into the timeline where nothing got affected, shouldn't they have gotten her soul back when he put the Soul Stone back? You would think so. There's no answer to this question. I there's hope you know that. What the answer, Marty? You didn't even well, give there's, me anything. Give there's me no, there's no fucking answer what to that the because fuck? there's no. They, they went off script for this one. This is their own making up. This is the Russos making their own shit up right here. Like there is no answer to that. Like you guys didn't do this. Like you're not even going to give us any kind of resolution of what's happening. Where's Scarjo? Where's Gamora? You know, obviously that's what's going to lead into Guardians Three. But as far as ScarJo, well, she came back. My question is, how did she come back? Oh no, they went back in time and got her. Her so second, then, no. So, the, so that, so that the, the Gamora one. we saw was uh, a parallel universe Gamora. Well, she stayed there, and they killed Thanos. No. Okay, now I'm confused. Because that Gamora came across. She crossed over because yeah, she, crossed she was over. on the ship. Was she not? On the, she wasn't on the ship. Was she at the end? Okay, no, so that's, she, that's where so, they're defined. Now that's what. Where does she go? She took off. So that's what's going to lead most likely where Guardians Three goes to, looking for Gamora. And where the fuck did Loki go? That's what we're going to find out with the Loki TV show, bro. He's got a TV show. They got a TV show coming for Loki. I'm not watching that. <laughs> it's only going to be like I think it's like a six episode series, like a limited run series on Disney Plus. Okay, so when Captain America left for five seconds and Bruce Banner hit the button and he didn't come back, how did he end up over there on the bench and not in the little machine for time travel? Because he didn't come back on the time travel. That we see, we the, the Captain America we see is Captain America who went back in time, stayed there, and grew old and came back to that very moment that he knew that those three guys would be there when it, that time period happened. That makes no that, fucking sense. Why? Have you seen? Okay, have you seen the movie Frequency? No. Okay, so Frequency. It's a movie with uh, Dennis Quaid uh, and Jim Caviezel. He's like, there's some funky shit going on with the radio, and they uh, they can pass stuff to each other. One's like 30 years in the past, but because so say you go and leave something on a shelf. In 30 years ago, and nobody moves it. Well, guess what? It's gonna show up in that timeline in the present day because nobody moved it. So, so he went and sat on the bench and waited for them to come no, back. No, he went and lived his life, but he knew that on April 25th, 2021, that Bruce and Bucky and Sam are gonna be at this specific spot. So he knows that at this date. He needs to be on that bench on this date because he knows they will be there at the same timeline. 
But how'd he get old if he had the Avenger serum in him? Because he went, we don't know how far back he went. He could have went back even further to where he didn't have the serum. He's no longer a super soldier. He's the what they make us believe is that he went back and is now living a life with Peggy Peggy, Peggy Carter. She related to Jimmy. She is not. How you know that? Uh, well, you know it's possible. Um, <laughs> they out there out there farming peanuts. You know what? When I watched. Uh, Infinity Wars. I didn't have all these fucking questions. That's why Infinity Wars is better than Endgame. Well, the reason why you have so many questions is because they finished off a lot of stories, but then they left things open because they have to leave some things open to open up or lead into the next phase of Marvel. Um, Infinity Wars, you don't have the questions because you know that there's more coming to it. You know that whatever's being answered is going to be answered. They didn't leave anything because they knew where it was all heading. It's a different storyline than what they did with Infinity or Event or um, Endgame. Endgame, they left things. Yes, there are some plot holes because I have some stuff like what the fuck. Um, yeah, like when Paltrow just fucking jumping in an Iron Man suit and fighting against Thanos's army. Why? She never had an Iron Man suit in any of the other movies. Well, that in the other movies, but she has them in the series, and then she also. Got like her, uh, what's that shit called? In, in Iron Man 3, she was injected with bullshit. So who knows what Tony did to her? She can still be attached to him. No, no, she did. She wore an Iron Man suit in, in uh, Iron Man 3. She comes and saves his ass. Oh, I didn't watch Iron Man 3. She wears it at the end of the suit, and she uh, she kills Killian. Well, thanks for the spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it did come out like 10 years ago. Um, actually, that came out like five years ago. But, anyways, um, no, my did you, big, cry, did you cry when in Iron Man three? No, no at this not. fucking movie. You know what I'm asking you? Did you cry? You little why you gotta, cried, you? Why are you gonna put me on blast like that on fucking radio? Because right I want to know. Did you cry? Did you? Fuck when yeah, the little girl said, "I want a cheeseburger," and Buddy was like, "Your no, dad loves cheeseburger." I, I didn't then. I didn't then. Oh, that almost got me. But I was my like, my my eyes teared up at different spots. The allergies and the pollen being pumped through the vents came around a little bit around with the whole Peter Parker Moses separation. Uh, when Tony's about to die, and then they like look back and there's Parker, and then they just all like part ways to let Parker walk up to Tony. Motherfucker, now you can't be going. Fucking walk up to Tony, his <laughs> ball like a little like, just like. Really? First we're gonna get Tony in the Finney Wars and he's like about to break himself and Peter dies and then now we're gonna get Tony dying and Peter's gonna be there to hold him in his arms. Like are you serious I right did, now? I did like how they tied together Peter Parker saying like Remember I didn't feel so good and then I was in this weird place and Doctor Strange was like Tony Stark needs our help so we jumped through this big thing. So he kinda explained what it was like while they were dead. And the first part when he finally sees Peter and he walks up to him and he just like grabs him and hugs him. Oh my God. He's like, like my wife. It's like, that's the fucking hug he wanted. That, that's the hug he wanted. It like goes, and that goes back to um, the civil war. Is it civil war or is it when he first met him and he was trying to bang his aunt <laughs> and he goes like, open up the, the door and he's like, hugs him. He's like, that wasn't a hug. That was me opening the door for you to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. I'm not going to lie. The last 30, 45 minutes, I was, I was, I'm not going to say I was an emotional wreck, 
But, I mean, come on, man. It was my childhood right there. Um, and then Banner, like, man, I wish Nat was here. I'm like, shut up, Banner. Why you got to do that shit for, man? We already know she died. I did, like, okay, I didn't, like, I didn't like him. I didn't like the mixture of Banner and Hulk together telling fucking dad jokes. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of fucking dad by Thor. Dude, that shit's hilarious. When he's going off on, Clark's like, he's back. Hey, he's back. He's he's giving he's be mean to me again. And he fucking goes off on the kid. I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> like that's we got beer. Oh yeah, okay. I know what you're talking <laughs> about now. When when uh the guy from Thor Ragnarok sitting on the couch playing yeah. like that yeah. guy's being mean to me and he grabs Yeah, okay. I got it. Oh man. Uh the only the only real one the issue I had with timeline was Parker at the end when they show him going back to school and him meeting up with Ned. And I'm like, wait a minute. They were supposed to be fucking gone for five years. How the fuck are we going to show him walking back to a high school walkway? I go, hallway. Because they didn't graduate, Marty. They were dead. No, Ned wasn't. How do you know? Because he says you were gone for five years. If he was gone for five years and his ass was still alive. No, maybe he got held back. Ned's a fucking dummy then. He could build an entire Millennium Falcon Lego set in one night, but he can't graduate high school? His name is Ned. I mean, your expectations are high as fuck for a guy named Ned. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, So, that's about it, all I got. I mean, I had had way more questions, but they're all slipping my mind right now. Um, Like I said, wasn't a fan of Dad by Thor. Uh, didn't really like. What's uh, Chris Pratt's name in the movie? Star Lord. Yeah, fuck him. It's his fault for the whole thing. Everything. And Than- Everything. Yeah. It's his fault. All of it. And I still think Thanos should have won. Thanos is a fucking badass. Anybody that don't like Thanos, fuck you. Because Thanos is the man. He beat up Captain Marvel. He took the fucking Power Stone out and uppercut the sh- You remember that video when the woman was beating up the bus driver and he, like, uppercut her and she flew out the window? That looked like Thanos and Captain Marvel. <laughs> he, he uppercut the shit out of her. That motherfucker went back to space when he hit her. Oh, man. He was whooping everybody's ass. Thanos was, Thanos was that fucking guy. Like, they lucky they got out of there alive, most of them. Besides Iron Man, man, wait, most of them. Fuck, what a dick. Except for unless your name is uh, Natasha or Tony, then then you didn't get out of their life. But everybody else, you fucking made it. Congratulations. Let's go you know party. what I don't? You know, the other thing I don't like is uh, uh, Romanoff and uh, Night Hawkeye. Hawkeye. They're just regular fucking people. How are they fighting all these aliens and titans and shit? Because and they're super assassins. They're super assassins. They could be as super as they want to. They're just what do you mean that happened to them? People. Did you not watch Ultron? Ha- he- Hawkeye has like fake body parts on him. He's just a regular person. Doesn't mean he's not skilled. Jason Bourne's a regular person. John Jason Wick's a regular Bourne person. Yeah, and Thanos would have whooped their ass too. Well, they didn't fight Thanos. They fought all of his children. Yeah, they fought his people, but his, those people are fucking minions oh my God. who are dumbasses. Can I tell you how much I love the guy? Hear me. You are about to die from the hand of the great Thanos. I love that fucking guy. That's if fucking you can talk rush. shit to somebody <laughs> as you're killing them, you tell them, fear not. 
for it is a great honor to die at the hand of the mighty Thanos. <laughs> they got the man. <laughs> I don't know his name, but I love him. I love him in both movies. Oh nice. my god. I'm done. This we're done with this. This is going way off the fucking rails. Uh, <laughs> boot to the face. Episode 35. Where we went from New Japan to AEW to WWE all the way to the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> And everything in between. Uh, traffic is so bad here in Atlanta, I want to start collecting Infinity Stones so I can snap one time and do away with it. Marty, you got anything you want to say to the people out there before we let them go? Yeah, man. Uh, share us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like us, follow us, interact with us. Um, visit us at Pro Wrestling Tees slash Boot to the Face. Get yourself a... Uh, BTF, uh, B2TF, Wolfpack-inspired T-shirt or a whiskey glass wingside uh, T-shirt. Um, but yeah, interact with us on, rest- on Twitter. Um, be prepared. Three weeks. Come live. Talk to us. Tell us your top five active wrestlers. Uh, the best five active wrestlers. Um, share shit. Give us credit. Um, that's all I got. And speaking of live... Talkamania, I think we talked about it earlier. They will be live on their Full Press Radio website for the pre-Money in the Bank match, and we will be calling in, going head-to-head, giving our predictions with them. Uh, If you go to their Twitter, you can find the link to where you can give your predictions as well. Go up against Boot to the Face. Go up against Talkamania. Rubber match. Go up against other... uh, other people that watch wrestling, see how your predictions match up. And as Marty said, the rubber match, we are tied one-to-one. Apparently, three Irish boys were too scared to accept the challenge. Speaking of the challenge, Choco Challenge? Son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Uh, that yeah. thing's going to go bad pretty soon. Nah, man, it's in my refrigerator. We're good. We're good. I'll, uh, I got to get Josh. He called me the other day. Um, I was in the middle of class. So I couldn't answer. And I looked down at my phone when I got out because I was like, oh, shit, yeah, he called me. Damn it, he wants to get me to eat that damn chocolate. All right, all right, I got it. And I think uh, the, what's it, the Meats, Meats Boy? What, I can't remember call, call the, the name boys. right now. The yeah. Meat Boys. I know that's all them calling me out. Uh, I got you guys. I'm going to do it. I got it. I, if I can't get with Yeti to do it, then I will post a video myself by the end of the week um, eating that chocolate. and Tomorrow's my Friday. Eyes, uh, yeah, Sunday is the end of my week, man. Oh, okay. Then I'm off Monday, Tuesday, so I can wallow in agony the next two days off. You represent boots to the face, Marty. Don't fucking let me down. Well, you already put my ass on blast by fucking Avengers, so I gotta do something to redeem myself, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Marty, it's been a good one, man, as usual. I've been Chris Rucker for Marty Vasquez. This has been Boots to the Face, episode 35. We are 35% of the way. Hey, Piopolis. Woo! He did that better than Charlie. Had to give him one. For Marty no, quit Vasquez, talking shit. I'm Chris Rowley. Boot to the Face episode 35 saying, Peace! Later!